Well, good morning, Woodville family. It's an honor to share with you from God's Word. We're in a six-part 2021 sermon series that we're calling Re-Church. Re simply means concerning or about. And we're taking six Sundays to explore the six metaphors of the church found in the New Testament. Last Sunday, we talked about the church as a family. And today, I want to share with you a few thoughts about the church as a building. So let's get our Bible out. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2. And let me read to you verse 19 down to verse 22. Paul said this, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household. You see, in those days when Paul wrote those words, there were strangers and foreigners that would come into the city, and a stranger or a foreigner was not a resident, was not a citizen, and they looked at them with, with, with concern and mistrust, and what are you doing here? How come you're here? And Paul said, you're not that. You are a fellow citizen. You're a part of God's family. And last Sunday, we learned that the church is not a place you go to. It's not an event that you tend. It's not a building. Church is a spiritual family that you belong to. We are family, and we need each other. You're my brother. You're my sister, and and Jesus is our elder brother, and we got God the Father, and we get to do life together, and I love Woodville because it's got people from every age, every stage, from different nationalities. Some people have been here for a couple of weeks. Some have been here for many years. Some of you just began to join us now online. You are a part of the Woodville family. Well, let me take you now, if I could, please, to verse 20 and 21 and 22. Because in verse 20, 21 and 22, Paul begins to talk about the church as a building. And he talks to us about three things. First of all, he talks about a, a foundation. And then he talks to us about a cornerstone. And then he talks to us about bricks. Let me read this to you. In verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Three things. The first thing I want to share with you, number one, is simply this. The apostles and the prophets laid the foundation of the building. The apostles and the prophets laid the foundation. So let me talk to you for a few moments about the apostles, the prophets, and the foundation. First of all, I want to share with you, number one, that the foundation of any building is the lower part of the structure, and it's meant to give the building support. Think of your house. There's a foundation, and your house rests on the foundation, and the foundation bears the weight of your house as, as it's resting on the ground. And the larger the house, the larger the building, the stronger the foundation needs to be. Some foundations are shallow and some foundations are deep. And the larger the building, the deeper the foundation. You need a firm foundation. The second thing I want to share with you is the primary way that the apostles and the prophets laid the foundation for the church is through their teaching. The apostles in the New Testament were, were the disciples. It was other people like Paul, and they, they were a witness to the resurrection of Jesus, and they were followers of Jesus, and they wrote the New Testament. In fact, Paul wrote over half the New Testament. And so the apostles and the prophets laid 
the foundation for the church through their teaching, through their teaching of God's word. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 4 and 5 says, in reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it now has been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. God spoke to them, and they wrote the word of God, and they offered their teaching. That is the foundation of the early church. Third thing I want to share with you is our foundation is God's word. It's God's word. It's the Bible. That's the foundation for your life, for your marriage, for your family, and for this church. And we got to preach it. We got to speak it. And we've got to frame our lives by it. Be weary of a church where the pastor never preaches from the Bible, never gives you a scripture, just gives you some cool little thoughts. No, 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 no. The foundation of a good church is the word of God. And the stronger the foundation, the stronger the church. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The very first thing they did was they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching because they knew that was the foundation. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and verse 4, Paul is writing to young Timothy, and he gave him this warning. He said, the time is going to come when people aren't going to put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they're going to suit their own desires, and they're going to gather around them a great number of people and teachers who will say what their itching ears want to hear. He said, they're going to turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Be leery of that. The foundation of Woodvale is the word of God. Psalm chapter 11, verse 3 says, When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? I mean, the foundation for your marriage, the foundation for your family, the foundation for your life, the foundation for this church is the word of God. Well, the fourth thing I want to share with you quickly is, is 12 steps, very quickly, 12 steps that I live out in my life that can help you strengthen your devotional life and your reading of God's Word. Several years ago, we were in a sermon series called Fit for Life, and I shared these 12 truths. I want you to write these down. Number one, number one, you've got to prioritize it. I want to challenge you to start off this new year saying, I'm going to make my devotional life, my Bible reading, priority. I'm going to make it so important. Number one, you got to prioritize it. Number two, you got to plan it. When's it going to happen? For me, it's early morning. Where does it happen for me? Here at the church. You've got to have a plan because you don't have a plan. You won't live it out. And then number three, you got to pick it. What, what translation are you going to use? There's a lot of good translations. I, I kind of like still reading the New International Version, but you decide your translation. You pick your translation, and then you pick where you're going to read. Are you going to start in Genesis, or are you going to start in Matthew? Are you going to read some of the Old Testament and some of the New Testament? You decide. And then number four, pray before it. I pray before I start reading God's word. Lord, open my heart and speak to me through your word today. And then number five, I peruse it. I slowly read it through. I peruse the scripture. I peruse the chapter. And I let it begin to soak into my heart. And then number six, I picture it. I try to put myself in that day when it was written. I try to put myself in Israel or, or in Galilee or in Jerusalem, whatever, whatever's talked about in that story. I, I try to picture myself right there. What would it be like? And then number seven, I pronounce it. You know the scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, I put emphasis on those words. I 
can do all things through Christ who can strengthen me. And then I'll emphasize the word Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I pronounce it to get it applied to my life. And then number eight, I personalize it. I take the scripture and I apply it to my life situation and what I'm walking through right now. And then I, then number nine, I, I probe it. I probe it. I sometimes pull out a concordance or a, a Greek lexicon or a commentary and I, I dig deep and find something fresh from there that God can speak to me. I probe deeper and I, I read other writers about it. And then number 10, I paraphrase it. I put it into my own words. I translate the scripture to my own words. And then 11, I pray through it. I read the scripture and I pray through it. And then number 12, I practice it. I say, God, how can I live out that scripture in my life today? Well, I took those few moments to go quickly through those 12 keys because I believe those 12 keys can strengthen your devotional time. Why? Because the foundation of the church and the foundation of your life is the word of God. Well, I want to take you, if I could, to number two. We just talked about the foundation. But number two, I want to talk to you about a cornerstone. And we learn in our text that Jesus is the cornerstone of the building. He is the cornerstone of the building. Well, I want to share with you a number of things about a cornerstone. And the first thing is I want to share with you is that the cornerstone of any building is the first stone that is set in the construction of the foundation. It's the first stone. The very first stone that they lay in that foundation is called the cornerstone. It's the first stone. And Jesus is that chief cornerstone. Jesus is that first cornerstone. Well, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16 says this. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. Isaiah prophesied that Jesus was going to be the chief cornerstone. He's the, he's the cornerstone. He's the first stone. And, and, and when you've got him in your life, you don't, you don't panic. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, for no one can lay any foundation other then that was already has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. The second thing I want to share with you is all other stones, every single other stone is going to be set in reference to this cornerstone. Every other stone will be set in reference to this cornerstone. And this will determine the position of the entire structure. So in other words, if you don't set that cornerstone right, you're going to have a crooked building. You're going to have a lopsided building. You're going to have walls that aren't straight. You've got to make sure that the cornerstone is put there right because everything else lines up to it. It's going to determine how square and proper and right the walls will be and the structure will be. It's the alignment. In church, Jesus brings alignment to our life. I love what it says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 to 18, because Jesus was asking Peter, who do people say that I am? And then Jesus said to Peter, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, he said, you are the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, the son of Jonah, for this wasn't revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. He said that to me. He said, and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus was saying to Peter on this rock like confession, of who you said I am, I'm going to build my church. 
And then there's Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 down to verse 27. You know, the wise man builds his house upon the rock. He said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them in practice is like the wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain comes down, the streams rose, and the wind blows and beats against the house. But it doesn't fall because it has the foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them in practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand and the rain comes down and the streams begin to rise and the wind begins to blow against it and it falls and it crashes. No, because the wise man builds his house on the rock and Jesus is a rock. Jesus is our cornerstone. He's the chief cornerstone and all alignment in our life and all alignment in your church and all alignment in, in your family will be right when you make Jesus the cornerstone. Well, the third thing we learn is that we're, we're joined together in Jesus, making him the source of our unity. We're joined together in Jesus. I, I love what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21, in him, meaning in Jesus, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a, a holy temple in the Lord. I mean, they build the building, they get the foundation, then they put the cornerstone in, and, and then they add all the bricks, all the stones, and, and they're joined together like we are joined together in Jesus. Jesus is the glue in our shoe. Jesus is what keeps us together. I love what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 2, where Paul is writing to these people in the church of Philippi. And he says, I plead with you. I plead with you, Adai, and I plead with you, Syntyche, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Like, come on, man. We're, we're bound together in Jesus. We're joined together in Jesus. Let's, let's do this in, in like mind. So the first thing we've learned today is that the apostles and the prophets they laid the foundation for the church, and the foundation is their teaching, and the foundation for you and I is the Word of God. We need a strong foundation in the Word of God. Get into the Word until the Word gets into you. Read the Word. Devote yourself in 2021 in the Word of God. Spend time studying this Word. Get the Word in you. It'll give you a firm foundation. And then we learn that Jesus is the cornerstone. We line ourselves up with Jesus. Well, friends, the third thing and the final thing and the closing thing I want to share with you is that the people of God are the stones in the building. You and I are the stones in the building. Well, I want to take you to a, a couple of, of great scriptures. And the, and the first scripture I want to take you to is found in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 and, and, and verse 10. And Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and he said, for we are co-workers. We are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Paul here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 tells us the metaphor that we are God's building. And then in verse 10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. I mean, Paul did. He laid the foundation, the foundation of his teaching, the foundation of the word of God. And someone else is building on it, but each one, each one needs to build with care. Well, church, I want to take you to another amazing verse that I think hammers this out a little better, and it's found in, in 1 Peter chapter 2. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, the writer is sharing with us some amazing, powerful words. And Peter talked about the church as a building. And he said these words in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and verse 5, As you come to him, 
the living stone. He tells, tells us that Jesus is the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also like living stones. I mean, Paul alluded to it. But here, Peter makes it very clear that Jesus is the living stone, but we're like living stones. We're being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I want to take a couple of moments today to talk to you about living stones. And I want to share with you a few thoughts. And the first thing I want to share with you, number one, is that the people of God in the book of Peter are compared to stones. Stones. This is a heavy stone. And we're compared to stones. We're not compared to bricks. We're compared to a stone, not a brick. I want you to write that in your notes. Don't let me build on that. Number two. Here's the difference between bricks and stones. With bricks, there's uniformity. But with stones, there is great diversity. I mean, I was standing outside of my, my house this morning, and I was looking at the front of my brick house, and it's stones, and all the stones look the same. I mean, they're the same shape. They're the same color. They're all absolutely identical. You know what I love about Woodville? We're not identical. We don't all look the same. We don't all come from the same country. We don't all have the same giftings. We don't all look at life the same way. We are not a brick. I mean, what does Peter teach us? We are, we are a stone, a living stone. And stones are unique. There's no two stones on earth that are the same. And there's no one in Woodville that is the same. Do you know when God made you, he threw away the mold? You are unique. You are fearfully and you're wonderfully made. So when we talk about the family of God and we talk about the church as a building, we got to remind ourselves that in the family of God, we're like a building, but we're, we're not like a brick. There is not uniformity in this unified church. It's not like we're glued together in Jesus and we're all the same. Everybody looks the same, talks the same. No, 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 no. There is diversity. There is room for diversity in the body of Christ. And I love the fact that our church, we've got all these different nationalities. We've got people from 85 different countries and, and people from all ages and stages and here we are together as this large, amazing church called Woodville. And I want you to know, you're not a brick. You're not another brick in the wall. You are a stone. You are unique. And God has made you this way. When I was growing up, I was raised in this town, a city in southwestern Ontario. And there's a lot of Europeans that moved to my city, people from, from Germany and people from Scotland. And many of them in the early 1800s built these big stone homes. And I saw all these stone homes and they were, they were just these beautiful houses. But I noticed that every stone was uniquely different. And I want you to get it in your spirit today. You are unique. And God has made you with design and with purpose. Wow, what an amazing truth. Number three, a stone by itself. I mean, by itself. A stone is not good for much by itself. I mean, what's a stone if it's all by itself? It's just a stone. It's just a rock. But I want you to write this in your notes. But, but when it's with other stones and it's joined together with other stones, it becomes this big 
beautiful building. It's kind of like apart from a church, we miss God's best. That's why we need to be a part of a church. I mean, on our own, we're just, we're just a stone. We're all by ourselves. We're just a stone. But you get us together with other stones, and we, we form this big, beautiful building. And, and Woodville, we're this growing building, and, and we've got these people from all around this world and people from every age and stage coming together, and we're doing life together. we got people who've been a follower of Jesus for, for just one week, and people who've been a follower of Jesus for many years, and people who are just checking us out. But we're, we're family. We're family, and God is growing us into this big, beautiful building called his church. But by itself, a stone is just a stone. But when it comes together, it becomes this big, beautiful building. And then there's number four, God's building. God's church is still under construction. I mean, God is still building his church. And, and this building, the church family called Woodville, the people, it's growing. It's growing, people. It's growing. People, people are coming to Jesus every week. It's exciting. It's exciting. It is so, so exciting to see what, what God is doing. And, and God is doing a work on my life. God is doing a work on your life. God is doing a work in his church. And we're still under construction. He is still building his church. And in this pandemic, we can begin to think that the best days for the church are over. We can feel like, like the church will never grow. The church will never step into its destiny. But I believe that the best days, the best days for God's church and the best days for this church called Woodville are the days ahead. And he's still working on us. Well, I want to share with you one more thing. And I've already alluded to, but I want to build on this. It's simply this, that the people of God are, are, are living stones. I mean, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and verse 5 tells us that as we come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God, we are, we are precious to him. We are like living stones built into the spiritual house. We are precious. We are chosen. But we are a living stone. A living stone? That's kind of an interesting way to word a stone that is living versus a stone that is, that is dead. Well, friends, the Lord just dropped into my spirit as I was studying for this message some, some words way back in the Old Testament in the, in the book of, of Nehemiah. And in Nehemiah, the walls of Jerusalem were down and Nehemiah comes into Jerusalem and he and he goes to rebuild the walls and, and he gets his opposition and he had his critics. And I want to read to you about what his critics were saying to him. And in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1 to 2, when Zambalat, that was one of his critics, heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry. And he was greatly incensed and he ridiculed the Jews. And, and in the presence of associates in the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Those feeble, weak Jews, what are they doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Watch this. Can they bring these stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? I mean, he's critiquing Nehemiah. How can you take those old, beat-up, dead stones and rebuild them back into the beautiful wall around Jerusalem? How can you ever do that? You know, friends, Jesus didn't call us a stone. He called us a living stone. And when you came to Jesus, you became alive in Christ. But as I'm speaking to you, Woodville Church family, I got a feeling some of you today, you're feeling burnt on the inside. And you're feeling dead on the inside. And you're feeling useless and 
Where's my value? Where's my purpose? What does God have for me? Will there be something good come out of this pandemic? What does God have for me? I have a word for you today. You're not a dead stone. You're a living stone. And God has a purpose for you. And Woodville is a family, and it's a building, and, and we're living stones in this building, and there's, we're not bricks. It's not uniformity, it's diversity, and every stone is uniquely different, and God has brought you and I together for such a time as this. And he's got a great purpose, and he's got a great plan. And I just feel as we're walking through this pandemic, God is gonna take the dead areas of our life, and he's gonna bring them to life. I've got a word for you today. God's going to take the dead areas of your life and he's going to bring it to life. And he's going to fan into flame gifts that are in you. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. You're not just another brick in the wall. You're a living stone. And God wants to use you. So as I sum up this message, the apostles and the prophets laid the foundation. And the foundation is the word of God. Get into the word of God. And Jesus, he's the cornerstone. He's the first stone, the cornerstone, the first stone. He's the chief cornerstone. Everything lines up to him, and we are the living stones. And God's got a great plan for his church. I want to pray for you today. And after I pray, we're going to worship in a song together. And after we worship in a song, I have some very important things to share with you. But would you bow your head with me? Father God, I thank you for this amazing church family. I thank you, God, for this amazing metaphor in the New Testament that the church is a building. And I pray, God, that the word that I've shared today would encourage each one of us. I thank you, Jesus, for the foundation that's been laid, the word of God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the cornerstone. Amen. And I thank you that all my brothers and sisters in the Lord are living stones. Encourage us. Bless each one. I pray it now in Jesus' name. Amen.
every song we could ever sing And worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you
Open up my eyes in wonder Show me who you are and fill me with your heart And lead me in your love to those around me Well, Woodvale family, we all know we're in this 28-day lockdown, and you might be wondering, how will that affect our life groups? How will that affect Alpha? And how will that affect Celebrate Recovery? How will that affect our connect groups? We're doing all we can to move those different ministries to the best of our ability to online. And it's exciting to see what God's doing. A number of our life groups are already transitioning to online. Our goal, of course, is to get them back on site. And today, as we've talked about the church as a building and you as a living stone, some of you are like, well, as a living stone, I'm feeling burnt and bruised and broken. There's probably a life group for you. I want you to go to our church website and check out those life groups, anger management, divorce care, search for significance, and the list goes on. Or maybe you're facing some hurts or habits or hangups. How will I find victory? Check out Celebrate Recovery. I know that it will be an amazing, great blessing for you. If you're brand new in the faith, you've just accepted Jesus Christ, go to our church website and join with the follow class. Let us begin to help you get grounded in your faith. Or maybe you're still searching and seeking and asking questions about Christianity. We've got Alpha. I want you to register for Alpha. We're going to do our best to answer your questions. I believe Alpha will be a great ministry for you. But if you're in the church family, you're like, what do I do next? Get into a connect group. We have over 60 connect groups across the city. Connect groups for men, for ladies, for all ages, married couples, singles, intergenerational, people from all ages and stages coming together. Go to our church website and join a connect group. It will be life-giving for you. Because you see here at Woodville, we want to do all we can to help you. Well, in these closing moments, I want to ask you a question. If today was the day that you died and you stepped into eternity, do you know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven? Maybe you've joined us today from somewhere across Canada or somewhere across Ottawa or somewhere around the world, and the answer to to that question is, "I, I don't know if I'm ready for heaven. I hope I'm going to heaven. I think I'm going to heaven. I don't want you to think or hope that you're going to heaven. I want you to know that you know that you're ready for heaven. Some 2,000 years ago, God sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came to this world, and you're the reason. And he came to die for our sins. They actually put him on a cross. They they crucified him. And they put him in a grave. But on the third day, up from the grave, he arose. Christianity is not a, a religion. It's a personal relationship with Jesus. A personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Was there a time? Was there a place? Was there a moment that you personally asked Jesus into your life? I want to lead you in a prayer today. If you've never asked Jesus into your life, I want you to join me in this prayer. Dear Jesus, I ask you into my life today. Please forgive me of my sins. I've decided to follow you and serve you. Today, I make my peace with you. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, friends, I believe that there's a number of you today You made the best decision of your life, asking Jesus into your heart. And if you live in the Ottawa area, join us in the journey. 
join us on site, join us online. We're currently solely online, but when the lockdown's done, we wanna get back on site, reach out to us, and we will help you in your new faith journey. We'll get you into our follow class. If you're from somewhere across Canada or around the world and you don't currently attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church, reach out to us on the platform that this service is presented and we're gonna help connect you to a great church in your area. Well, friends, I am really enjoying sharing this sermon series, talking about the church as a family and today the church as a building. And I just want you to know, Evelyn and I love you so much. We're praying for you. You're not alone in this pandemic. We're doing life together. Let's stay connected. Know that God loves you and he has great things ahead for you. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you.